All right, let's do it. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. Do you ever wonder what a Gen X thinks? Welcome to the Gen X Talks podcast. And here we go again. I'm here with, obviously, myself, Gen Z Kid, and I'm here with Gen X Dad. Hola, que pasa? Donde esta, amigos? Definitely not the second take, because the first take <laughs> definitely didn't get ruined because I tried to do uh, the reverb. You know what? Uh, I am so mad that that happened. Um, for our listening audience, we did. We have been talking. Uh, this is what's important. We have been talking about the pendulum swinging in America on all different, all different topics. There is a movement in America, and it's not always on the news, and it's a, it's a, it's a difference. It's the pendulum is swinging back the other way with political correctness, um, uh, with groups and organizations. There's just, there's just a quiet backlash of things coming, and we talk about it all the time. So the other day, uh, I, I guess I kind of interviewed you for – like, yeah, you took over my podcast. Took over your podcast, and I interviewed you as your generation Gen Z kid. I know, I was sweating trying to represent my generation. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. You did good. It and was then, like if aliens came down to Earth and they were like, you represent humanity, I'd be like, oh, no. You picked the wrong guy. <laughs> well, uh, you did a great job. It, you were very articulate, mm-hmm. and then the podcast got deleted. We lost a whole chunk of it. Rest and in peace. wouldn't it be funny... Um, to let everybody know that the day after you spoke your mind about how you were feeling about Gen Z in, in your generation, mm-hmm. along comes programs like Dan jo- Dan Bongino on the radio podcast. Um, who was the other one? Uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. And then some Sean Hannity stuff. And what did they say? They came along talking about the very topic of you. Uh, took, of, of you going, these kids these days are thinking this, and they're acting this way. And I'm sitting there going, we just did this. We yeah, did. they stole our idea. <laughs> they stole it. That's it. But now we have no I'm calling proof. Joe Rogan. We have I'm, no proof now. I know. We don't. All we can do is sit around and tell everybody, no, for reals, we, we did this before everybody. Swear to God, we did it first. All right. So uh, let's start with where we've been. Um, uh, I've been to uh, 14 different states in the United States. No, no. I was thinking more medically, dumbass. Uh, medically? <laughs> We've had COVID. Yeah, that's true. You, so, uh, hold you, on. I'd like to tell my part go of ahead. the story. Go ahead. So, oh, sorry. So, at my school, we had like a COVID surge, and I got coronavirus. And the first day, the day I was feeling the worst, I was feeling like absolute crap. Yeah, you didn't look good. Uh, My sister thought I was faking being sick, and she was taking care of me all day. And guess who had to do chores (laughs) while having COVID-19? Well, to be fair, we all thought you were faking it. (laughs) Yeah, but I wasn't. No, no. I was actually sick. Yeah, there was the first three, let's say the first four days you had covid you were you were horrible one day, halfway good the next, but horrible the third day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I saw her making you do chores. You were yeah. sweeping the pool Skimming in the, the cold pool. outside I was... in January. 
Oh, you yeah. also, what else, what other chores did you do? I was taking, so we have two trash cans, you know, the two trash cans. I had to take all the trash out of one <laughs> trash can, put it all into bags, and throw it into the trailer. In the in the freezing cold of January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, but hey, the best part was you used COVID as a gift. Yeah, I know. To prove that I was actually sick, I gave it to you. Yep. You, you didn't believe me, so no. I said, you know what? Screw you. I'm you try you this on. Yeah, you, you, you try COVID. it. You go so, sweep the pool. <laughs> he gave me COVID, and as most of you know from following along on YouTube, yeah, I had two days or two and a half days where I was almost dying. Um, I did have a breathing machine. I did have the medications. I had a special doctor friend of ours guiding me from Reno. Um, with some stuff, uh, good guy, uh, awesome, awesome doctor, grew up with the man, and uh, he's not just a hang your shingle on the outside of the office doctor, no, 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 he sits on a lot of boards, he he sees patients in multiple hospitals every week, he's very in tune with what's going on, so with his counsel, um, we were able to, for, uh, the kid and I both were able to recover, mm -hmm. and uh, no one else got it. We Lysoled all of our light switches and doorknobs. We vacuumed. We changed our uh, the medical filters in our air conditioning system around here. I was quarantined in my room all day. Yeah, it was. we did some quarantine stuff, and we had some fans in the room blowing out the windows, not, not into the house. It was just some precautions, you know. I didn't say we're perfect, and we're not paranoid, but... We just, if COVID was going to get the rest of us, we were going to make it tough. And yeah. so far, we're the only two that have got it. Uh, Jen, ex-mom, kind of sounded like she was coming down with it a couple days ago, but she's not. So we're good. Anyway, that's where we've been. It's been about a 10 or a 12-day struggle, but now we're here, again, recording, trying to get back on track. And if weather permits, well, we would like to do some sort of a live stream this weekend, right? A big, yeah. big show? Mm-hmm. So let me um, now. So let's get to the meat of the podcast. Let, let's get to the meat of the podcast. We took off the bun. It's time to get to the meat. <laughs> time to get to the meat. Wait, All right. You, wait, does that mean we took off like the bottom bun? Because don't hamburgers work like you take off the top bun and then you have a ton of toppings? But if you just then, took off the the bun of the, if you're trying to get to the meat of the hamburger, like the meat of this episode, and you took off the bun, now you're holding the fucking patty, ketchup and all. I don't think well, that was smart. Like, what if I like my hamburger plain? Well, that would be different, but I mean... Yeah, but I'm thinking, like, what if it was a loaded burger with, like, lettuce, tomatoes... Then you're an idiot. You're yeah. a fucking moron, well, and you're one of those guys... You're one of those European dudes who takes the hamburger and cuts it up on a plate with a fork and knife and eats it. Yeah. Oh, I did that in Indiana with ice cream, because they handed me a fork and a knife with my ice cream, and I was so confused... So you I had just a ate fork it. with so ice cream? So I just cream? ate it with a fork and a knife in the middle of the restaurant. Okay. I don't... What? What? I'm, you've never told that story to anybody I, before? I'm pretty sure I said that on the Indiana podcast. That's incredibly dumb. I don't think I've ever heard that. There's a video of me somewhere or out there. <laughs> I know somebody who has it of me eating uh, ice, cream ice cream with, with a fork, fork and a well, knife. Well, welcome to Generation Z. Okay. Right. So here is... let's. He is right. Let's get to the meat of the podcast. And here's why... Here's why. I'm going to give you a brief little recap, and then I'm going to then I'm going to start giving you some interview questions, if that's all right with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for the better part of la this last six, eight, nine months, um, during the live streams and some of the podcasts that we've put out, 
I have been explaining to everybody how, in my view, the pendulum is swinging, and it's swinging back the other way. Now, I'm just going to give you an example, like, let's say, political correctness. Now, political correctness came about, and everybody hated it. Nobody liked it. There was a small fringe fraction of a generation that pushed it, and we all complied, and everybody got nervous about what they said. Well, do you notice that we're kind of fed up with it? Do you notice that political correctness isn't as prevalent as it used to be? Do you notice that pendulum is starting to swing the other way? That we're like, okay, look, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I'm done fucking being politically correct. I'm done. I'm through with this shit. I, I'm not offending you on purpose. I can tell a joke, and if you don't like it, you can you can be upset by it, but I'm not. I'm just joking around. And if I speak my regular mind on stuff, I'm not being unkind to people. I'm just not going to be politically perfect in how I speak anymore. I'm fucking done with this. Well, this isn't a movement. There's not a, there's not a group. There's not a flag. There's not a leader. This is just America, and that pendulum is swinging the other way. Now... The other thing I will tell you, and I'm going to, and I want you to listen to this part or you're not going to, you won't understand the rest of what I'm saying if you don't listen to this part right here. Well, we have tons of movements in America and there's Black Lives Matter, there's Antifa, there's um, different groups and organizations. So it, it doesn't yeah. matter. There's global warming people, there's flat earth people, there, there's, there's, there's tons. And Everyone's allowed to have an opinion and everyone it's good to have some of these organizations because they do solve some problems. All right. I'm going to classify these groups as save the whales save because the whales. back in the day uh, in the 70s and the early 80s save the whales was everywhere. So I don't want to sit and try to list every single group and every organization will just refer to all of them as the save the whales because that was a real a real thing a long time ago that was a big issue and and to some degree still is but when i was growing up it was save the whales mm -hmm. everywhere bumper stickers on every car you had billboards it was on commercials you got sick of seeing it you get it was on every sporting event it was on every video game there was always something save the whales save the whales save the whales until as americans you kind of get saturated with the movement and you 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 ruin it is what you do you ruin the movement and and, and we're using save the whales as an example but after seeing Save the Whales on every basketball court, every football jersey, every baseball game, announcements before and after the national anthem, in every pamphlet, every leaflet, everywhere, after a while you get burned out on the organization. You're like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. It's fucking Save the Whales is Save the Whales. I get it. But Jesus Christ, you've done it so much that I don't, I don't give a shit about Save the Whales anymore. Not, not that I don't care about saving whales. You just burned me out on it. As Americans, sometimes you take something good, you take something needed, and you run it over a fucking cliff to where we just don't care anymore. And then when you walk up and go, hey, hey, whoa, uh, don't, you, don't you still care about save the whales? Well, yeah, I, I guess I do, but... Fuck, you guys, You guys. every time I turned on the TV, you had it there. Every time I flipped open a book or a newspaper, it was Save the Whale. You, I, you just mm -hmm. desensitized me to it. I just can't take it anymore. Now, now you've made it to where I don't want to hear about it, not because I don't agree, not because I don't want to be helpful. I'm burned out. Now, 
Of course, we're not talking about Save the Whales. There's 50 organizations. And I've told you, in my opinion, I have really seen with Americans, the pendulum is starting to swing the other way, going, okay, all right, we get it. Fuck, just stop putting it in our face so much. You know, you, you, you're doing more harm than good to your organization. All right, I've been talking about that for six or nine months. But what I also started noticing, and I also started telling you folks, when this is where Gen Z kid comes in, mm -hmm. I noticed watching Gen Z kid and his friends and listening to his age group, I noticed that they listen to all of these things being pressed upon them in school and with activities and extracurricular and, and adults and grownups and relatives, older brothers and sisters. But I'm telling you, there is some hope for this generation because they really have an indifference to what you're saying and what you're proving and what you're showing them, just, just so you know. So, Gen Z kid, this is where I want you to jump back in. Hello. I want to ask you, um, do you, you, you know what I'm talking about with all these, all these movements? all of these pressures that come in, mm -hmm. and a lot, of, a lot of it is being explained to you um, by teachers and counselors and doctors and coaches and, and just older brothers and yeah. sisters, right? And, 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 and relatives. Yes. When they bring these things up to you in a fashion in school, let's just say, or wherever, how are you and your generation reacting to someone who comes at you, let's say with flat earth, a teacher in school is going to show you that I have proof there's flat earth and here's the flat earth. Tell me how you've been reacting to some of that. Um, um, what would happen is definitely um, it's like you kind of respectfully take in their opinion and make up your own mind about it. Like I'll take the information you're giving me and I'll decide if I think it's true or not. Because no matter how many facts you throw at me or a us, Gen Z, yeah, us, right. um, it's not going to matter because we're going to make our own opinion on it anyway. But you know you're not allowed to do that. You're being indoctrinated from the the college level on down for 20-some years. People have put in place teachers and, and, and counselors that will indoctrinate you, that will tell you this is how you're supposed to think. I am mm -hmm. completely amazed watching some of your generation um, resist that, but not... Not even angrily. No, it's because, like, it's not the fact that we don't want to get told what to do. It's the fact that we want to be able to make up our own mind and that it's actually our own opinion. You know, with, I'd like to bring this point up about millennials were raised right. to have, you have to have your own opinion. Now, here's a good version. Like, here's what you should have as right. your own opinion. Yeah. So a lot of people would like to stand out as having an outlandish opinion about anything. Well, that's a good point. I see that. You're right. You know what? That is an excellent point. I see that in millennials that say, hey, I was taught that I should have my own opinion. Well, mm -hmm. okay, that's true. But it's almost like there's a group of millennials that believe the only way they can stand out and have their own opinion is if they intentionally find something different. Mm -hmm. They intentionally go against the grain. Now, this is like natural human behavior is to go against the grain. Yeah. But they take it with everything to go against the grain. That is true. So, like, every opinion they have, it's like you either go 
with all the millennials that are against the grain. So, like, you could have a ton of people that are going against what is generally agreed upon. Right. So... But it, they and they try to do it. They yeah. they go out of their way to do. I'll tell you what you, I won't mention his name. You have a an older millennial brother, mm-hmm. and there have been conversations we've had where we agree. Let's say on sports. Yeah, we agree on something like, oh, the Dodgers this, the Dodgers that, yeah. and I'll say something like, well, I think the Dodgers are winning, you know, because they've really done a good job here. Here, his first words out of his mouth. Well, not only that. Yeah, but it's this, this, and this. He needs to bring in his own he, opinion. He's gotta, he's gotta add it. Like, well, you're partially right. And there are, uh, there are ten hundred thousand millennials that do that mm-hmm. every day. You can say you're talking about politics or religion, and they say, well, not only that. Listen to my opinion too. Oh, and here comes your, your take on it. Mm-hmm. On and they do it, and they and it doesn't matter if you if you prove them wrong. All they do is go home that night, get on Google. And find a way to <laughs> prove you wrong. That's right. Find a way. Um, that's that's, that's I, their life. Sim- now, listen, anybody listening to our show right now, our program, you know somebody right now. You know somebody. You're thinking of them in your head right now that runs to Google and tries to find a quick answer and bring it back to the argument. I'll, I'll tell you one I did one time I was talking with. Uh, one of my millennial kids, and we're talking about Ronald Reagan. And I go, Ronald Reagan wasn't a bad guy. He goes, oh, he's a terrible president. And I go, he wasn't a terrible president. They left the room. <laughs> they Googled, why wow. is Ronald Reagan a bad president? They came back and they said, well, uh, he did the Iran-Contra deal where he gave arms. Uh, that was illegal and wrong. And he released, when he was governor of California, he released mentally um, unstable people by closing down the mental hospitals. There is... There's like five or six talking points I always yeah. get about Reagan. They ran to Google. They took. They have no idea the depth of that conversation, but they came back with their talking points. Yeah, no, no president is that perfect. No, no president's perfect. None of so them. So I are. will say, um, this is something that we've learned in school to do. This is like I am also guilty of doing something like this. Yeah, it happens, you know. Right. But I'm more persuadable i'm more able to you know (laughs) like okay i'm starting to agree with you because what would happen is a teacher would give us an a question to write an argumentative essay on so you have to prove your point you want to persuade people right but then the question she'll give us is very one-sided like this is obviously the right answer how am i supposed (laughs) to argue both ways so it kind of gives us a thing of if you do choose this side here's how you can find any way to to point, win to win to yeah. point out so it's very so what you're saying is that there yeah. are times that even when there's an objective assignment yeah it's misleading in the very beginning with the question yes very misleading that's why i don't like um but see i think of the essays. but i think that's what drives you guys i think now i think a millennial would have taken that and gone oh okay i know what you want here and, and run one with the report I swear to God, it seems like you guys look at this, you read the question and go, well, this is bullshit. Yeah. This is a little bit one-sided. You're not really giving me a fair. My eighth grade English teacher did that for us because she was really nice. Um, We were supposed to write an essay on like this really random topic that was part of the curriculum, so she didn't choose it. And then she was like, I'm changing this because it's too one-sided. And Good. That's fair. I and mean, see, and that's a I've real had, teacher. Yeah, I've had I've had two 
really good English teachers, like real English teachers that really help with writing and stuff because we're right. on the topic of argumentative yeah. and whatnot. My freshman year English teacher was really nice, and she didn't care about you bringing her facts. She cared about you bringing your interpretation of the facts and what they really mean. Good, because that shows your thinking. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. So I'm not I'm not just going to throw 20 facts at you and be like, mm -hmm, you see that? Yeah. Yeah, there's your 20 facts. I no. win. No. Instead, I'm actually going to interpret how the facts support my argument and actually mean something. Yeah. There's now, this a, doesn't mean I like my English class. No, but, but, that's, you know. but that leads to good debate. Yeah. And fair debate. I like mm -hmm. that. So... <laughs> How do you, I hate to ask this question to put this on you. It's kind of embarrassing a little bit, but as much as I see, um, it happened again. <laughs> and you write down the time for that. No, I'll just do that. Okay. So we're back. Oh, sorry about that. And that was at 2013. Okay. Just going to, okay. I hate, so I, it, it's a little bit embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I want to tell you, I'm going to tell the listening audience right now. I, I very much see a difference in Gen Z and how they look at things. They don't just take it like millennials did and, oh, my God, you're so right. You're so smart. You presented these facts. I'm on board. I am now a flat earther. Let's go. No, 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 no. I see Gen Z sitting back and going, thanks for the information. I'll get back to you later. Oh, which teachers and counselors and coaches and the media and people, they hate that. You're not supposed to do that. We are here to indoctrinate you. Mm -hmm. But let's face it, you guys are labeled as the Tide Pod Eaters. I know, you guys <laughs> really make fun of us. Well, you guys do some stupid shit. You, you really do. You guys stupid stuff. Now, crazy. now, now, you oh can't turn this around on us. If you had us. the internet, you'd make it way worse. You think if we had the internet as Gen X, we would have ate you soap? You have literally told me that you're glad you didn't grow up with social media and cameras. That's because I don't want the evidence of the stuff I was oh doing. I don't want to get caught. You guys actually put it on film. You go out there and put it on YouTube and go, watch me. I'm going to eat soap. That was Who one the thing. Fuck does that? That was one joke. And now it's so the Gen Z you see on social media, it's more half and half of gen z that is more of a millennial you know they they're like the pick me people okay you know that's what we call them pick me so they're like the really like attention like they need attention right. that's why they're on social media and then you have the gen z like i'm gonna say me right uh, like me and some others who are just like you know we're hanging out we're making fun of the tide pod channel we're making fun <laughs> of those Okay, or we so do the challenge as a joke, you know, like we're who, not actually going to... How many of you are there then? What's your percentage? Now, you tell me the truth. You're, you're living in the middle of Gen Z. Mm -hmm. How many out of 100% of Gen Z, what percentage are the fucking idiots that eat soap and are attention grabbers? And how many percentage are the kickback ones going, yeah, you guys are fucking idiots? You know... I th I was gonna say ten percent bad, and then I was like mm, more. It's more like fifteen percent. Now I'm like it's more like fifteen to twenty percent. There, there's so definitely you think about eighty percent of you are the ones that I'm referring to. I, I want to know. Yeah, if you, I, uh, the the people listening are gonna wonder if what I'm seeing, the pendulum swinging, is is the majority. It's or is it's this just a little sliver? It's the majority. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna say by a ton. But it's definitely a majority because, like, at first in my friend group and, you know, like, school friends, you know, right. I don't hang out with them all the time. But, I like, I know them yeah. and we're friends. Right. 
I'd say it's definitely 80% out of those people. Right. And then out of the people at school that I'm like acquaintances with, it's still about 80%. But people and will then, still blame you and say that's a small sample. Yes. But then, you know, I play video games online. I have a ton of online friends. I'd say it's still about like 80%. And then, you know, one one day I posted a TikTok and here we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and it was not eating it, soap. <laughs> no, it was not eating soap. It was bugging my dad. Which um, you shouldn't do. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going to keep doing it. No, you know, it's gone so far, I can't stop now. Yeah. Um, all uh, right, so let me you know, tell out, out of all my followers that are Gen Z, it's not a whole lot. But, but you do have a lot on there. There are a lot. I'd yeah. say it's still, it probably brought it down a little bit because it's mostly but you TikTok. But, but now still, that's a pretty good sample size. Now you're talking about you personally, then your close friends, yeah. then your friends at school, then just your school in general as yeah. you see it. Then you're talking about online gaming yeah. friends. Once, then once online said, social. Now you've covered, mm -hmm. you know, a million people or two million people. I'd say once you get to like online friends, that's about a two thousand people group. And then once you get to the online presence that I'm talking about, I'd say that's over like two hundred thousand people that I've for sure that I've even seen comment that right. I've just like observed. Well, let me let me start tying this together now for everybody at home. This is important. Let me start. Let me bring back what the where this is going and why and why this pendulum swinging thing is potentially so important. All right, I've already expressed to you my opinion that I felt I saw the pendulum swinging with Americans that we just were so in, in we're so in the face so in our face with these movements that we're burned out and we're pendulum is swinging. I showed you that. Now we're going to Gen Z and he's clearly explaining amongst him and his friends and online. The pendulum is swinging with them. They are not just allowing themselves to be indoctrinated with whatever someone says is the truth. Mm -hmm. All right, let's pause there because that's important. Can I make like a good point? If yeah. I had to sum it up in one sentence, I'd say we're making our own culture. We're I would agree with that. Ideas. I would agree with that. And, mm -hmm. I, and that is, I can't tell you what a breath of fresh air that is as a Gen X to see that, especially after we've lived through so many late millennials that are just, in my opinion, got their heads so far up their asses they can't even see straight. This is an amazing breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not just you making your own opinion against you know teachers and authority and, and, and news media. You're yeah. doing it to older millennials, your older mm -hmm. brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles. You're like, thank you, but I'm making up my own mind. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't tell you how important that is. I would like to mention with both of my millennial brothers that yeah. are uh, way older than me, Way smarter than me. But <laughs> so like what will happen is I'm playing NBA two K with one of my brothers and he starts like trying to talk to me about like I don't know, climate change. Whatever. Right. Yeah, whatever. Save and, the whales. You know, yeah, save the whales. I'm trying to just play some two K with him because I always lose and then <laughs> recently I've been beating him because I'm actually good at it now. But um it's like he's talking to me about climate change and he's trying to convince me and I'm like Right. Cool, bro. Like nice facts. Like I I honestly am not trying to think about that. And whenever I do think about it, I'm not just going to blindly follow your facts that you're giving me because I don't know if your facts are right. No. I don't know. That, if and that's the, that's the entire point of this story Yeah, is I'm watching you guys take this information in and politely say thank you and moving mm -hmm. on. That's what I'm doing. That's just like that's, that's one example I'd point out. Or, All right. Well, let's yeah. go to why this is important. Okay. Now let's, let's go to something that's going on. 
that just made a big hit in the media with Joe Rogan, uh, Sean Hannity, Dan Bongino. There's a big thing called um, Zero Year or The Great Reset. Now, there you, you have to go listen to people smarter than me to understand the details, so I'm going to paraphrase it for you. So if I, if I don't get it quite right, don't beat me up and start blowing up the comment section. But the, the Great Reset... Let me let's let's go back and explain. This is goes back to ancient uh, Asian uh, philosophies from China or Japan and the Philippines. These are these are people that are really way smarter than I'm ever going to be. And I listened to what they came down with. And their idea was to start a brand new culture, the one they wanted. These are leaders. These are kings. These are governments, the ruling class, the ruling class. When they want to change everything, they put everybody in place to start bringing up children, indoctrinating children from as young as they can with this new way of thinking. And you get rid of the old ways, you you plug in all the new ways, you get rid of the old traditions and cultures, you plug in all the new ones, and within a generation, the old stuff is gone, everybody's dead and too tired and too old to complain about it. The new generation has been told this is the way it is, and now you have your brand new society built your way from the ground up. Well, when they when they get to those points, that is there is obviously a a tipping point, a starting point when the old stuff is really going away, the new stuff is really taking over, and part of this conglomeration of how this all fits is there is a a a reset of 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 culture and you start over. Now, what I see I, and what is really what they're talking about uh, in the media right now and some of, the, some of the talk shows, they're talking about someone explaining that there is a great reset against this indoctrination. They were talking about it on the radio that we have been uh, putting people in, in place in colleges, and we, we all know this, this isn't a great secret, they put teachers and counselors in colleges and teach you these are all the ways you think and believe about every aspect of life. Then they've got teachers in high school, down into junior high, mm-hmm. and they're even down so far as into grade school now where I've seen teachers teaching third grade telling people about global warming and, and the, the, the new critical race theory they're trying to put into elementary and junior high schools. Mm-hmm. This, they're trying to continue the indoctrination. Now, what they're calling a great reset, uh, a year zero, is when they've accomplished their goal, when they get it, when they're done with it, when they've accomplished it. And they said, okay, we have enough of our teachings. We can call this year zero. Let's move on. And what I'm seeing, what I'm trying to tell you out there, everyone, that not only has the pendulum started to swing the other way with Americans as a whole that are just burned out on you cramming everything in our face and telling us how we're supposed to think, how we're supposed to feel, and how we're supposed to talk, and angering a lot of us, I'm looking at Generation Z going, they are year zero. They are the tipping point they have decided on their own, we're not taking all this in at face value. We are not just gonna go along with your program. You can lecture me about all your programs. You can lecture me about um, the flat earth and you can lecture me about anything you want. 
but like you like you just said you just said yourself you thought it was a cultural beginning yeah a, gen z gen z culture like is a new cultural begin okay it's kind of like gen x you guys made your own thing you separated yourselves from your boomer and i don't think it's anything even close to what you guys are doing i think what you guys are doing very quietly is starting your own revolution not even with getting mad just going i'm listening to you but i'm going to make up my own mind i'm telling you you guys i feel with that pendulum swinging away from what has been put in place for the past 25 or 30 years you guys very quietly on your own said this is year zero this is our generation deciding what we're um, setting setting aside the tide pod eaters and all yeah. the idiots i'm talking about the bulk of you guys that I have seen where you are making up your own mind and there are there is a bunch of establishment people that are going shit stir crazy that they can't go control you guys that they can't force you down their path you're you're it's it's I'm I'm amazed I'm absolutely blown away at what I see when I look at what you guys are doing now comment on what I'm telling you I just laid out the entire thing about kind of um, a resetting of a generation, year zero, the great reset. And remember, you're only, you, you can only great reset against what they're pushing on you. Yeah. So I'm there's like, obviously been an agenda for 25 mm -hmm. years, and here you guys come along. Mm -hmm. Thank you for uh, reciting your Jane Schaefer five-paragraph essay to me. Uh, thank you. <laughs> My TED Talk. Yeah, your TED Talk. Uh if I had to comment on the whole thing as a like as a whole, the whole situation is kind of like a we don't want people to decide our fate for us. We want people to we want us to make like our own culture. We want to think of our own ideas for us to have our own thoughts, a better it's kind of like a selfish thing. You know, if I no, had to yeah. if I had to say it's kind of a selfish thing, you know, where right. we want our world, not the world you want to give us. <laughs> I would that's, agree that's, with that. That's the thing. We're kind of a, a selfish generation like that. I don't know that Where you could you, ever explain how you guys are doing this because mm -hmm. it's not like you guys all passed notes around the class no, and said... No, we're just doing it. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like you guys all got together on a Saturday and said, okay, starting Monday, this is how we're going to behave and this is how we're going to act. It's almost it's, like the people above that are demanding how you are supposed to behave, they created you guys. It's, it's kind of funny because... We hate the people that are older than us, millennials, <laughs> and we also don't like the Gen X, who we just call boomers anyway. Like Gen We're X not. is literally flying under the radar, and we just call everybody older than a millennial boomer. <laughs> like, remember when that whole like thing came along where everyone just kept saying "Okay, boomer." Yeah, okay, yeah. boomer. Okay, boomer. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty funny. That was for anybody. That yeah, was that was for anybody. <laughs> like, okay, boomer. Um, but stuff like that, it's, you know, we kind of have our, it's like we made a little bubble for ourselves and we're just going to ride it, ride it out, you know? You know, and, 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 and it's not like there's a president, there's not a mission statement, there's not a cause, you just, this is the, the that I'm telling you that people have created your generation, mm -hmm. myself, boomers, millennials, they, they, it's almost like they push so hard on you. So you would follow everything they were thinking, every group, every organization, and every cause. They pushed mm -hmm. on you so hard, you guys snapped. But instead of snapping out 
and becoming violent or angry or starting your own club and your own group. Mm. You just sat back in your chair and stared at him like as soon the as silent you're treatment. the silent treatment. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you're done talking, we'd like to get back to our lives now. That is the best way I can describe what I see from you guys. And no one could teach you that. You guys are just doing it. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would like to say that uh, if we did have like a club and a president, don't vote me. <laughs> I am not the prime. Uh, I will not be the best Gen Z to represent all of us. You know. Let me ask you some personal questions, then we'll wrap this up. Oh, no. Um, how do you deal with... Um, with direct intervention from, and I'm not saying just a teacher, a coach, mm-hmm. um, or when you're out doing something and there's a you know a, a lecture going on or a, a situation, how do you deal with someone who's clearly driving a point home to you saying, this is what I want you to do and this is what I want you to think? How do you um, handle that when they confront you? What if, what if one of your teachers came up and gave you a whole lecture on flat earth and said, here's all the proof, here's why you should believe it. Now, and they look at you and go, well, you believe this, don't you? You're, you're, like you're with no. me, right? I'd say no. Because it's with anything that they bring up to us that I know, that I don't know myself, that I don't believe myself already. Right. I'm kind of like, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to think about it. But I'm how do you handle like, that in a diplomatic way? Or do- I'm like kind of sitting there like I'm taking in the information. I'm like, cool. Now I'm going to go think about that. And if they pressure me more, I'm like, you can't make up my own mind. Or you could just say that you believe them to get them off your back. Well, I think that's dangerous. I know, but that's like a last-minute solution if they just keep negging you. I'm like, okay, okay. But wouldn't that in the end drive you away going because now they've given you a a, a very negative feeling about the whole conversation? Exactly. If you – that's like if I was trying to convince you that 2 plus 2 is 5 for like a whole hour. I gave you this huge presentation, essay, analysis, and you didn't believe me. Right. And then I pressured you more. Like, I just kept hitting you, and, like, you have to believe it. That's more of a turnoff to a lot of people. Like, I'm not going to believe you now. Yeah. That, like, you really want me to be convinced right now, so it's not really – it's not good, in my opinion. I'm like, I well, don't really – Yeah, and that's what I'm asking yeah. you is it does it make you – can it – does it – like like you just said, your words were – it turns you off to where, like, yeah. okay, now I don't want to talk to you about it mm-hmm. anymore. Well – Yeah, it's more of, like, it doesn't make – it definitely makes some people mad. You know, yeah. you – not every teenage it's I'm a, like people are teenagers, you know, you're going to lose your composure. So, yep. it's just what happens. Well, I want to end up here pretty quick. We're going to cut it down, but I want you guys to realize that the stuff that came out on the radio recently about the great reset and about year 0 is something that I have been talking about on our live streams and podcasts for the better part of last year. Because the pendulums are swinging where Americans just have had enough. And the bigger point is what I'm trying to show you folks is that Gen Z, and and yes, he's my kid and I listen to him, but it's not just what I see from him. It's him and his friends and, and that age group. I see something huge happening. And he doesn't just, and he doesn't just see it in my friends. He's seen it. When he goes to basketball games with the kids yeah. there, he's seen it with or online with all your friends online, yeah. or it's, with it's, our followers. Right? You know, he, it, don't think it's just 
my friends because that's a closed. Yeah, like, that's group. a real small sample. Yeah, no, he's no. seen a pretty big sample, and you know he's kind of observant. You know, he looks around once in a while. Pay attention. My head comes out of the sand once in a while. It does. But I just want you guys to know that that's a real thing. I'm, I don't want to call this a prediction. I'm not Nostradamus or anything. I'm just, I've been on this planet half a century watching a lot of weird shit that goes on. You can just, and, no, never mind, you go. And, Sorry. And when I see this type of observation, I'm not joking about it. I'm not making funny faces and noises about it. I'm trying to tell you folks what I see on, on, a, on a small scale and a large scale, we got hundreds of thousands of followers that make comments. And if you read them and you see, then I come back and ask my mm -hmm. kid, I go, is this right? Is this really what's happening? Yeah. And he kind of, the first time I talked to him, he kind of shrugged his shoulders at me and went, well, yeah. He's just, we're not, we're not trying to make a statement or a movement here. Just, yeah, we're just taking it all kinda in. Like leave us alone kind of thing. It was. It was very much that. And I hope... And I pray, I know, I know the other side is going to double down mm -hmm. and they're going to push even harder on you to, to, to go along and agree. And I'm hoping that you guys push back just enough where you make up your own mind and do your own thing. I really do. I'm very, I'm proud of where you're going with this. I'm proud that America is the pendulum is swinging. We're not being rude. We're just tired of, tired of the pressure, tired of everything being in our face all the time. Yeah, I would like to mention um, it's kind of – I know we specialize in comedy right. on, our, on our thing, but this just had to be said. This is something that we do talk about politics and serious stuff on our podcast. Yeah. So it's just um, – it's something we had to say. I know we'll go back to comedy and like and little I'm, interviews I'm and thankful that you took time to do this, and mm -hmm. I know it's kind of hard for you to stay in a serious conversation because – you know, that's not why you're here. You're not yeah. trying to sit down. But thank you for keeping it straight as much as you could. All right. So everybody say yeah. goodbye, and then I'll say goodbye, and we'll Well, I had one more thing to say. Oh, well, then we'll turn back. The, the music is now being turned back off. I go hope ahead. it turns on and turns <laughs> off again. That's perfect. <laughs> go ahead. What would you got? Well, it's like, um, crap, I forgot what I was going to say. You, uh, Why did you have to make a funny joke? Well, oh. I was just trying to interrupt myself. Man. Oh, there we go. Got to remember. Oh, good. Um, I don't think people are here on the podcast or on my TikTok or my YouTube or on my social media to hear what I have to say about politics or whatever. They just want to see you yell at me. So if that's all they want and they want a little bit more of this, I'll, I'll I want to tell you something now, maybe on your TikTok and stuff. And, but the ones that come to the podcast that listen to the, these words in here, these are people that are taking time out of their day to absorb information mm -hmm. and opinions. They wouldn't normally get anywhere else. And they can take to do what they want with it. Mm -hmm. But you speaking your mind from your generation is not something that a lot of these people have access to. Yeah. A lot of them don't have access to a 16-year-old that will talk coherently and mm -hmm. fairly about what's going on in your world and your generation. Mm -hmm. So well, I'm try. thankful for it. I really am. Yeah. Uh, anyways, now can our, the music come up? <laughs> yes, but our phrase, our phrase, we haven't done this. Don't don't do yes, a phrase. Yes, we got to do a phrase. No, look, this look. has to happen. No, because you do a phrase that's some weird thing that people get something for free if they email, like your your upside. I was thinking like banana a, something. I was thinking like fifty percent off on the store. Yeah. 
But what happens when they listen to this podcast six months from now? Well, we got to write it down. That's, that's <laughs> their fault, you know. Actually, no, it's not their fault. It's our fault. No, it's, you know? it's totally. I'm yeah, trying to gotta, shut you up. You know, I'm they got to they gotta come up with something. I'm trying to not do that kind of shit. You know, you just got to. <laughs> see, like this right here, I'm stalling trying to think of one. I look at the I objects around me. I don't want you to because the know, problem to, is is what you're doing is you're giving away my money. We'll, we'll give away <laughs> some, like, Gen X Talks candy, you know. That I have to buy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, All right, I, so Gen X mom is over here throwing shit at us right now. Yeah, what she's, is, just, she's got a candy. What is that? It's a it's oh, it's one of the candy. the sample candy. Yeah. Okay, so I'm uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of one right now. This is the I don't know why I have it. Oh, marshmallow knife. There you go. Marshmallow knife. Marshmallow knives. There marshmallow go. knives. Okay, there you so go. if you email now, I'm going to give you a specific email. I don't want to clutter up the regular one. We'll do Gen X mom at genxtalks.com. GenXMom at GenXTalks.com. If you email and you say marshmallow knives, if that is the yep. subject of your email, um, GenXMom will send you uh, some of your, your little candy things. Now, yeah. this isn't going on forever. This is January. So listen, if you're listening to this after February, you're not getting it. Yeah, January 2022. <laughs> so if you're listening yeah. to this in January 2023, it doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. And, and by February, we're going to be done. Don't be mad. But if you want to listen, you want to get something out there right now, there it is. We'll get it done quick. Anyway, so And if you're goodbye. trying to watch all of our or listen to our podcasts in order, uh, don't listen to the most recent <laughs> one first so you get as many new things as possible or else you're just going to fall behind. So uh, thank you for stealing my podcast. You're welcome. And interviewing me. I didn't know you were going to do that. It was much better than the one we lost. You, yeah. I think it was much better. So anyway, so the music's coming up. We got to say the music, the bumper music at the beginning and end is from our friends at Highway Down. I don't know if you can still buy their CD on our website. Do you know what a CD is? That's a compact disc for all of you, you young like kids. put it in those players and they like yeah. spin. Yeah. You know, like the video game disc. It's a but real now <laughs> it plays music this time. That's right. It's like a... It's like a record player but for cds all right we'll say goodbye okay bye guys that was gen z kid and i'm gen x dad thanks for listening to our program and we'll catch all of you on the flip side